Welcome to the We Hack Purple podcast, where each week we interview a different and very interesting guest who has a different type of job within information security. This week, we are going to meet with Anshu Van Zhao, the CEO of Cloud Defense, because we want to know what it's like to be the CEO of a product startup company. Abby Aurora was supposed to be here today, but due to the fires in California, he is currently evacuating. We promise to have him on next year. In the meantime, I want to thank our sponsor, Threadfix, powered by Denim Group, for being such a wonderful supporter of the We Hack Purple podcast and the entire We Hack Purple company. I am Tanya Janka. I am your host, and now I would like to reveal to you our super awesome guest, Anshu. Here is Anshu. Oh, and I'm going to put myself on the screen too. That'll be even better. There, now we're both here. Welcome. Hey, Tanya. Hi, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you making the time, especially considering what's happening right now where you live. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. Um, For anyone that was expecting Stephanie Black this week, she has had a personal thing happen. And so we swapped the two guests. So Cloud Defense was supposed to be on next year. And so now Stephanie Black will be on in February. Everything's good. She's totally healthy. She's going to live. Everything's fine. Don't worry. She's awesome. Um, But she couldn't make it for work stuff reasons. So, and you. Hi. <laughs> Please tell me your name and, you know, if you have a handle or, you know, and tell me your job title and where you work. Sure. My name is Anshu Bansal. My Twitter handle is ABBabyBash, or you can reach out to me at Cloud Defense. My, I'm founder, co-founder of Cloud Defense, and uh, right now operating as CEO, plus many other heads. You have all the hats. You have literally a hundred hats when you're a CEO. (laughs) Okay, so I have lots of questions. So I've already explained to him that I'm going to just pepper him with questions for a long time. And and she has very kindly agreed to just let me ask him a dozen questions. And so I wanted to just be up front and explain to everyone right away. I already know Anshu and work with him. So I am a technical advisor at Cloud Defense. And so if you feel there's bias, that's because there is. We like each other a lot. (laughs) So so if people are are wondering, that's the thing. Okay, so Anshu, can you describe what it is like to be the CEO and a co-founder of a company making a product? Like, what is that like? Sure. Yeah. So first of all, Tanya, you know, I really love having you as a, our technical advisor and thanks for all of your mentorship. So from my experience, this is my second startup. First one, we started from right, right from here where I'm sitting. Um, it was peer to peer tech uh, platform, car rental platform. We ended up listing in public market. So right now it's trading in US, uh, NASDAQ. It's about the, currently I'm working on the B2B product, enterprise security product. It just requires a passion, you know. I I feel like nothing is hard if you have a right set of passion, right set of team on your side, and you're willing to take risk. So um, yeah, that's what my advice is. That is excellent advice. Can you tell me what a day in the life is like doing your job because your job, I don't know how to explain it. Like, cause there's so many hats. Can you explain like what it's like to do your job? And I know with COVID things are a bit different right now, but what is it like? Yeah. So uh, one thing I feel like, you know, this CEO or when you are heading something or starting up something, there's no hours or something, you know, you are just on the hook for everything. Like 24 by seven, you need to come up with things and then you need to just start, you know, doing things. So right now, uh, we started last year, we started very small with a couple of guys who were not sure what they are doing. (laughs) We just had some idea. Uh, we started validating. Then after that, 
product, we came up with some first version of product, uh, gathered customers' feedback, tweaked the model, multiple feedback loop, iteration. Then after that, we tested it with a small field testing. So in my job role, I think it requires many different hats. You need to be understanding some business and you know you need to be connected with the right mindset right expertise and you need to have some vision so as long as like you have this and after that all it boils down to you know your product product market fit your customers and the product and the engineering so that's what in my role lies into that i need to manage and kind of do myself sometimes code i need to code myself initially i was coding but right now not getting time because you know getting a little bit busy busier so it's a good good problem to have yeah so that's <laughs> that's true that's true would you say part of like a day in the life of being a ceo is going to lots of meetings yeah definitely it's gonna be heavy on meetings and when you are small then you need to make sure that you know people who whom you have hired or whom are with you, they means they have level of expertise, they're right fit for the role, right? When you are especially exposed to the customers. And these customers currently, our demographic of customers are large multi-billion dollar organizations. These are, you know, the organization with 1,000, 2,000 or uh, 50,000 people. So when especially dealing with these customers, it requires lots of kind of expertise. Yeah, so that's, that's but it requires definitely, you know, sometimes one-on-one -on -one conversation with customers so that you are understanding their pain point and also providing your solutions to them and they're satisfied. Do you know everyone at your company? I know everyone by name, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what I feel like. <laughs> I love should. it. <laughs> okay. So I am briefly supposed to tell everyone that I have a book. I wrote a book and it's called Allison Bobler and Application Security. And Shu, did you order a copy of my book? I ordered tea. He's yeah. a brilliant human and he bought it. So everyone else should. And I have now checked my marketing box. <laughs> I know. And, and she's going to teach me about marketing. It's true. It's true. But I want to talk about, I want to talk about you more. What types mm -hmm. of personality traits do you feel someone needs to be good at being a CEO and starting a company? So you said you have to be able to talk to people. So that's obvious, but like, do they need to be a good leader perhaps? Well, yeah, so definitely it, it, you need to be a good leader. I feel like for a startup, startups and jobs are two different things. Let's say if you're working for a large enterprise or you go home, go to happy hours, sleep, even the company's on fire, you know, you are still getting a paycheck. Second thing is startup mind, I think you, my experience, and this is just my experience has been, you don't need to have all the skills, you know, you don't have to have any just vertical and you are too good to, too good and, but you need to have all sort of skills, right? It requires business negotiation, it requires engineering negotiation, it requires product. Initially, you need to build it by yourself. But as long as I feel like you can become a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar company just by building a candle which is behind your desk, right? Candle companies, these companies are multi-billion dollar companies could be. So everything is possible, but the passion. So founders and the employees, the only one is stretch line. Employees are very smart, very expert. They can solve X, Y, Z, these many problems. But there is a thin line between founders mentality and employee mentality. Founders, they have passion. That passion, as long as you have passion, you know, you will be successful. It's a journey. It's, it's a step-by-step -step process. So that's, that's what my motivation is. And founders, they don't work for money. Money is not the main motivation for founders. It's the ultimate goal because if you are a founder, and you are starting a company, you know, and money is the first thing, you will never start a company because 
in a when you start company there is nothing is sure it's all ambiguous you are not sure what you are doing <laughs> yeah well and there's just there's a lot of risk that you're taking like when i decided last year i wanted to start a company my mom was very much so against it and she's like can't you just get a nice job at a nice company like you already work at a nice company why would you leave a nice big company don't they they pay you lots like how much is enough and i'm like it's because of the excitement of creating a thing that you really want to exist and put into the world yeah so obviously it means i think it's a different side different kind of thinking right so for example you know some generations or some you know people even my parents they think that's how they, we have been groomed, nurtured in the, by looking at movies or by looking at the books that you go, you study, you get a job, you have family, you have a nice job, nine to five or something, you know, you go on vacation and drive a nice car. Yes, founders are full of risk because you are not sure. This is my second company, you know, first one. And before that was not the first one which was successful. Before that, I have failed many startups. We were, so founders, if you're a founder and if you wanna do a startup, it's a full of risk, but you have to just click it once. You know, My past failure and the last success, it just had to click once, right? Once it clicks, then it's all set. Now I'm, I have become a tech investor by myself. I'm investor into many companies like XLEM, I love them. Reddit, Robinhood, and many things, right? So that's the thing. If you wanna with employee, you cannot. I. It's hard to get that kind of life, right? Because uh, if you are founder, it's a possible. Everybody has a shot, and I'm sure you can make it. Oh my gosh! I I wish that you had given me this talk last year before I started my company because I was like I can do this but I still felt very scared and I feel like that's such a good like pump up speech so I, I like this this is very good so so you're a CEO and you said you used to have to code now you don't have time what type of technical skills does someone need to be the CEO of a startup company do they need to know how to code um, so it depends what's your role is, right? Or what kind of startup you are doing. So uh, having the industry knowledge will always help you. Otherwise, you need to look into other shoulders, right? So it's a kind of chicken and the egg, egg and the chicken problem, right? Who came first? So let's say today you are starting a company. You don't have money. You are taking full risk you're not sure if this will work or this product is a market fit, right? So the first thing only is get your best buddy, which I have, you know, Avi, he's uh, evacuating or maybe driving today. Good luck to him. I hope everything is safe. And so you need to have your buddy with you who is willing to take an ideation phase because at that stage, you're not gonna have probably pretty much money to hire, get external help. You can take that, but then, you know, external people you are hiring, they will have different motivation. They will have a money as a motivation. For if you're starting a company and money is the prime motive, I would say, you know, with job, you will be more successful, more richer, you know, and it's a kind of guaranteed shot in job. <laughs> so yeah, that's what my advice is. I agree with you. I agree with you a lot. I feel like um, I've heard I've heard people say, oh, well, if you move to San Francisco, you can just get a job or you just get paid tons of money and like that. That's what it's all about. And um, I've actually had some family members say or one of my closest friends said, when will it be enough, Tanya? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, do you think I have some number that I'm aiming for? And it's like, no, if I was doing that, I would have just kept my old job. 
right? Like, cause it would be a guaranteed way to get there. And she's like, when are you going to retire? I'm like, dude, I'm having the best time of my entire life. What are you even talking about? I'm like, I'm young. I'm a kid, basically. I'm middle-aged. But yeah, I, oh, I feel so much of what you're saying and agree wholeheartedly. I would like to ask the audience that is watching, if you could click the things, if you could click the thumbs up button, if you are enjoying this video and also the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed yet. And right now I am going to put the link for Anshu's company, clouddefense.ai underneath this in case you wanna check it out. So you can see it on his shirt, but you can see it also right beside him on the screen. And so um, if you happen to be watching and you wanna check that out, that would be cool. But back to more questions. What type of training do you think someone needs to be good at your job? Yeah, so you can be CEO of anything, right? So right now I'm heading the security company. To have the job, the first thing is you should be bought into your vision. That's the first thing. You should believe in us that this is whatever you are making, you know, you really live and breathe and your customers get the customer feedback. Second one is the openness. And that those are personal to me, like these things I have learned from my experience, from my past success, and by making this company as well, which we are building. You need to have open to ideas. You, I mean, when I go to the room in the meeting, you know, I say, I'm the, you know, the most dumbest person in this room so please help me in educating right please guide me what do you want to see that's the that's the how people will open up right i always say i don't know nothing i do not know this can you help me then people will give you their 100 percent second thing is delegate when you start acquiring customers you can't be everywhere so you need to have your trusted allies or with the right people in the right skill set into delegation like so that they can try. Last one is the feedback loop. Let's say, you know, con consistently evaluating how people in the role are performing, how your customers are providing the feedback, what you need to do and be open for change, right? Consistent feedback loop, that is the that is at least that has worked very well for me in the past. And whatever you see that we have, it's like as a result of that. I feel like to be a CEO and to do what you're doing, you have to be both confident, but also humble. Like you want to hear what everyone else has to say, but you also feel the confidence that once you have all the information that you can make the decision. Yes. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So end of the day, it's your ship. You know, you need to sail it. You know, you need to own the decision. So my my rule of thumb has been, I own everybody's failure and I get credit for all of the success to others. But end of the day, you know, you need to own it. You need to, you need to sail it. So last decision, first, when I go and they're complex decision, I go around the table, ask everybody's opinion, everything. But the last decision, first of all, when you go in this team setting, there will be a decision. It will be very obvious. It will be based on data points. But end of the day, you are responsible. So sometimes there will be situation where there will be time, there is a disagreement, then you need to take some decisions. It could be hard decision. It could be good for the company. It could be any kind of decisions. In French, they say that you take a decision. And in English, we say that you make a decision. And I've always felt the way they say it in French is better because sometimes you really are like taking the decision. And yeah, I, I love that. We have a question in the chat and it's mm -hmm. such a good one. So it's from Nancy and it's, did you have a hard time delegating at first? And what made it easier or is it still really hard yeah my gosh means when you're starting up handing over your baby to someone you know your vision to someone you say they're gonna mess up 
you know for sure because even though you feel like they're expert but you feel you will get a feeling what if right what if they're gonna mess up my whole life is at stake so it's a hard but you know as the company is growing your customer base is growing this is the need right you have to start delegating so the way i have done in the past is right you know talk to people put them in meeting let them lead guide them a little bit and then be independent even when my last company hired card there were like you know five or ten layer of management chain i was on the chairman of the board so initially right from here i started coding you know created the everything then later on we ended up hiring 100 people i was just sitting in the board like a duck <laughs> so that's you know because but that's your achievement that's your success because other people are handling it so well yeah um i am in the same boat as you because i started my company just slightly after yours and i am starting to delegate things and so a thing we've been doing recently is discussing our core values as a company when we make a decision. So if there's a big decision coming, sometimes we think about it, like someone wanted to be an affiliate for us and we talked about it after and um, the person was also a recruiter and we felt that was a conflict of interest. And so we thought about it and we're like, well, we really wanna have integrity and it's really important to us that we build trust with every single one of our customers. And we're like, that doesn't really, go with our value of trust. So then it felt like really easy to make that decision. And so now they go off and they make the decisions based on the values. Did you set values for your company and do you? Yes, yeah. So you, without value, without vision, you cannot be successful. You can get short-term success, but in the long-term, you need to have certain level of values. So you need to have that trust so if you lose customer trust, and I'm in security business right now, if you know lose trust, then good luck. You know, better to do something else. <laughs> so trust, winning customers' trust is plus your team's trust. Right? They should believe in you. Then only you're gonna believe in them, right? First, they should believe in your vision. So acquiring, earning trust, or and the customer obsession, right? You should be crazy about your customer. You should know what they like, what kind of feedback you provide. I think that those are the values and the foundation of a, you know, of a company, successful company or the key values that I would highly recommend and those have worked very well for me. Yeah. So smart, so smart. Okay, so I, I have one more question that's kind of like related to that same chunk and then I'm gonna ask still way more questions. <laughs> okay, so, so let's say someone's watching this and they're like, and she's awesome. I want to be a CEO too someday. What type of work experience do you think they should try to get so that they could one day get up to that? Should they get a job at a startup? Um, so I think you can, it depends what your personal situation is. So having this, this is, there's a learning process, right? So what uh, my last company is, it, you know, is built on last 10 years because I cannot discount the other failures, right? So yes, in five years, we were able to take the company from nowhere to NASDAQ, but before that, what about that? So you need to, this is a process. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. It's the, you know, what I said, what I believe in, like fail, fail you can spell it as F-A-I-L. First step in learning. You know, that's the, you know, <laughs> that's the meaning of fail. So you need to acquire the skill set. How you can skill, acquire that? There are many channels, right? In your profession, in your field, you need to work with who are really, really good into that, really good. You need to have like-minded people surrounding you. You need to have those kind of friends with you who are, you know, for example, if you are in startup world, you need to have startup mentality people not like you know the employee mentality is great but they're going to talk about vacation or happy hour or something else founders they're going to talk about oh let's hear this idea and trust me you know no idea is bad if you don't believe me look around your table pick a product you know whatever you are using 
there must be multi-million, multi-billion dollar company, right? Even the paint, you know, everybody has paint in house, right? Look at the companies, only a couple of companies, multi-billion dollar companies, there are opportunities everywhere in every field. Oh my gosh, that's like, that is so good. Oh, okay. So I have to thank our sponsor. Thank you so much to ThreadFix, the most stupendous vulnerability management system this side of the galaxy. They have been so, so, so wonderfully supportive and we really appreciate that. Thank you. But I still, yeah, actually I love ThreadFix. <laughs> but I have more questions for you now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I could totally talk to you all day and you know this because I have. Um, so, so let's say, um, okay, so actually, here's a good question. Does your job pay well? So sometimes we talk about this as it relates to cheese, um, where I, I joke that I knew that I'd made it as a software developer when I could afford to buy as many types of cheese as I wanted at the grocery store. But now as a found up, a, a startup founder, uh, I'm living off a lot of savings because otherwise I, I would not be having any cheese if I was just living off my startup right now. Yeah, so, yeah. this is a great question, Tanya. And uh, I think it's my experience. My experience certainly might be different for your experience or anybody's experience. But as I'm going to reiterate that founders are not in for money initially. Right? If you would be in for money, this will never succeed. Trust me, because you are starting with uncertainty. There is nothing. You are starting with your own money. All of my past failures and last exit, they started like this, our own money, so much uncertainty. Right now, sitting right here in 2020, I look back, you know, 2014 when we started, I could never imagine this will succeed, right? So founders job and founders, you know, it doesn't pay well initially, but you just have to make it once. If you make it once, all of your friends, family, you know, who are in employment or some sort of good job, they can, uh, I think it will be hard for that because you just have to click it once. If you click it once, all of your past savings, you know, years that you wasted, everything will be well paid off. I think that's what my experience, my guidance is. Yeah, it's so true. Sometimes when, um, when security people talk about offense versus, versus defense, they'll say, you know, an attacker only needs to find one way in. And it's a lot easier to be an attacker than a defender because a defender has to defend against everything. And although we see startups that fail all the time, in a lifetime, you can start so many companies. Yeah. And especially if you love it and you're like putting your whole heart into it. And like, yeah, as long as you're not, you know, starving or something like you could still go my um one of my professional mentors her name is kim and she's amazing and she told me she's like okay tanya you have like children that are counting on you that you're afraid you won't be able to feed i'm like no i don't have any dependents and she's like do you have huge crushing debt and like collectors i'm like no it's like do you have enough savings that you could like just live for a few months or a year if you need to and i was like yeah and she's like then why are there questions just jump girl just jump and then she opened up champagne and <laughs> she's so awesome um but yeah like she's like what is she's like so so she's like money's for spending and yeah. if you're gonna spend it on chasing your dream and you have a good plan and you're not like you're not like, I'm going to be a rock star, even though I'm like 50 and I've never learned an instrument before. So that is a dream. She's like, you, you have a plan. Yeah, this is, this is so true. Right? This is so true. It means I have lived and breathed into it. You know, you just need to believe yourself. You know, you don't need much. You don't need much unless, you know, you, if you have the same mentality, it goes back to employee mentality, founders mentality. What's gonna happen? You're gonna burn your savings, okay. You're gonna lose one year, two year experimenting your idea. You 
you know for only financially you might be taking a hit but emotionally as well you can always get a job you know you will get a better job whenever you need because you have more skill set than the employee at that level that's what my feeling is my thought process is you, you know what Kim said? She's like, Tanya, here's the worst thing that can happen. You work on your company for like a year or whatever. She's like, you're not spending a crap ton of money. You live in an apartment, right? She's like, you just, you act fiscally responsible. I'm like, okay, that's how I usually am. And she's like, so worst case scenario, you just get a job. And she's like, yeah. you're ridiculously qualified. And she, she was joking with me. Imagine if you tweeted, hi, I'm Tanya Janka and I'm looking for a job. She's like, the internet would melt. I'm like, shut up, that's not true. And she's like, seriously, it's so hard to hire an AppSec professional. White vans will come up in front of your house and they'll just shove you in and take you away. Yeah. I'm like, you're exaggerating. But they will send I... bouncers. They will send bouncers to take you away to the company, come. They'll <laughs> be fine. But yeah, so when you think about it like that, it's like, oh, I just have all this career experience and all this technical and leadership experience. Like who wouldn't want to hire you? And if that's like your secret, like escape plan yeah. is I'll just get an awesome job. Yeah, and I would like to add whoever is listening, believe in yourself. What the worst people can do, they can just take your money, that's it. They cannot take your skill until you die, right? They cannot cannot nobody can see it. government can take everything but they cannot take your skill set that is you that defines you yeah and someone will definitely definitely want to hire you as we've seen with covid like so many different industries are dying and tech is still exploding and yeah, yeah i am uh, i am very confident that us tech people when we work hard are going to find places. But speaking of which, that leads me to the next question, which is, are there many opportunities for those in your line of work? Do you think that oh. there, there could be another startup? Opportunities are everywhere. Security, especially what field you are in, cloud security, all of this, with the evolution of the number of application, number of hacks, there are so many opportunities if you do some security course, like Tanya has some course, we had Purple, or any kind of course, right? There is so much demand, right? You need to have the skill set. There are so many, this, this field is exploding. Look at, you know, last recession, 2010. People were saying, you know, cloud is going nowhere. Few people predicted cloud will be everywhere. Now we are in just second recession, 10 years. Everywhere is a cloud, right? Same thing in next 10 years, security gonna be the thing because there are so many software, so many applications. Our lives are relying on the software. So, you know, there are plenty of plenty of opportunity. All you need to acquire is a skill set. Oh yeah. I'm with Anshu. Yep. <laughs> okay, so now, now for my favorite question. What do you sure. like the best about your job? Yeah, there are many things that I like the best. First is like, you know, the feeling that you got. This was your vision, your baby. One day you woke up or somehow idea came. Now so many people are following and they believe in you. They are just fighting with each other. I want to do this. I disagree. It's a good feeling. During hire car, there were 100 people. They were fighting this thing, that thing. So, wow, it's good, right? Because they are working for the thing that you laid out this stone. So, yeah, that's <laughs> there are so many good things that, you know, I cannot even count on fingers. You directly interact with, interact with customers. You directly deal with the product. You listen to them, you deal with the business, you deal with the investors, advisor, you deal with Tanya. <laughs> yeah, so, I, so many things. That feeling where you've given your product to the customer and it greatly improves their security and like they see this huge positive impact, that feeling must make you glow inside. Yes, 
that that is the kind of wonderful movement that you just want to see that you know if this they would have been hacked what would have happened like and you know the billion dollar multi-billion dollar company will have a bad stain and they will be paying huge fines so that feeling that you are helping someone and you know ultimately to your customers who are have users you're securing their their data their software their application it's yeah oh it's such i feel the same way like when you make this positive difference like for your customers but again like you said you make it for the customers but then that it folds down or it um trickles down to every single one of their users that then gets a more secure experience and then therefore is protected yeah yeah it boils down to users these large companies they have customers users right who are the ultimate users of the product yep okay so now i have to ask you the really hard question uh -huh. what do you like least about being a ceo yeah that's a really hard question but based on my experience being ceo that means like you know you are responsible end of the day you know if there is some customer delivery and you're you know one of your guys don't show up there's no excuse right you need to you will be responsible you need to own it you need to figure out things however you like right so being available in every different thing and kind of solving the issue that's kind of you know a little bit uh yeah a little bit it gets it gets you at some time but you know my experience has been you know just let it go moment you know we'll figure out yes someone messed up but there is always you know you can there are ways there are ways you can fix the things would you say um so so my least favorite thing honestly is just email like of every single thing i kid you not if i could pay other humans twice as much as i pay myself i would be happy to do it if they would answer my emails yeah. but i but when i dissect that the real thing is decision fatigue so sometimes there are so many questions that come to me and like your willpower especially because you only have so much and then you run out so like if you get asked over and over again can i have this for free can i have your product for free and shoot can i have it for free can i can i have a raise can i have this do you ever get decision fatigue where you're like ah Oh, yeah, you get it almost every day. Oh my gosh, what I've got into, right? So, yes, with the evolution of these technological tools, which are communication tools, which are necessary, you need to have phone, you need to have WhatsApp, Telegram, Slack, Skype, uh, email, and always on culture. So, this is, this is the way, you know, better we get used to of it. Yes, if we can find the expert just to manage this, it will be better, but end of the day, they cannot take certain level of decisions as well. So you need to chime in. Yes, they can just, you know, filter out what the most important thing that you need to take care of it, but it's still, you know, that's the one of the things even I don't like, you know, I have so many communication tools, nice to be on those. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's so true. Like Slack, Discord, I have people, they're like, can I have your phone number? I'm like, no. <laughs> okay, okay, so on to more serious things. What advice would you give someone who wants one day to be a CEO? And if possible, some actionable steps, even if it's just one that you feel like someone could take towards one day becoming a CEO? That's a tough question. You got me. <laughs> I literally, so, it's the toughest question. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think uh, it depends. So even in your job, right? So let's say you are in job or, you know, you are in, you are starting a company. So in starting a company, then becoming a CEO is easy. If you're in job, you can also cast yourself or kind of, you know, create yourself to be in that kind of role. Being CEO means you lead by example. Let's say, you know, wherever you are working, there are other colleagues, you know, other colleagues as well. 
So you need to, you know, they must be, obviously you guys must be solving some business problem, some sort of, you can leave them. You can leave them, hey, you know, cheer them up, go for lunch or socialize, plus solve the problem together. You don't have to, you know, listen more, talk less. That's one of the thing, you know, when you want to lead people. So we have two ears and mouth. So we need to utilize that. We need to listen more. <laughs> That's what my advice is. And obviously, if you are, if you have a company, if you are starting up, you can be CEO. So, but that means you are responsible for every little thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, when I first got out of school, I started my own startup company with some other students, like literally one month out of school, I was like, this is all I've ever wanted to do. And I did not understand how to be a CEO. And I definitely needed to fire one of the other students, but she was my friend and basically she was like literally the coolest person I knew. Um, but she would also show up to like staff meetings with like a two for a beer and everyone would get drunk. And so, yeah, I know, right? And like, she was so cool. And like, no one would do any work because awesome Krista was there. And so like, I needed to fire her, but I was just like, but she's so cool. And so now that I'm older, I've gained a lot of perspective. And so I feel like maybe you just also need to have some work experience as well, like just generally before you can jump into it or or maybe I just jumped wrong the first time. But yeah, yeah I like your advice. Yeah, I mean, definitely if you are in some trade or profession or, you know, IT, you need to have that level of expertise. You know, you can talk anything. People are going to believe in you. You need to be talking, you know, based on the data factor. Talking data points will always help you. Talking to the data points, whatever statement you are making, it should be supported by data. You know, data is the key, and this is going to be next 10 years as well, or 20 years. <laughs> yeah. If you were going to suggest a resource to people listening, so someone's like, I want to start my own product company in one to two years from now, I'm so excited. Like, do you have like a book or a video or a course or, um, or anything that you could recommend that you think might help them learn a bit? Yeah. So personally, uh, what has helped me, you know, when you want to start over. So doing some survey, that's how I did, you know, gather, you know, just talk, throw out some idea, listen to people's opinion. Second is the most important resource, which has worked very well for me is the, you know, Hackers News, Y Combinators. Uh, so they publish so many, so many articles, so much of advice from Paul Graham, Sam Altman. So follow that and it will start opening your mind, opening your brain. It's, it's a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. The more data you digest, more people you talk to, bounce off the ideas, I think you will get more clarity. And trust me, no idea is bad. You can make a billion dollar company. Just look around, you know, wherever you are sitting, the companies, the product that you are using, probably they are multi-billion dollar companies. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good way to look at because I am looking all around my room and I'm just like, there's a hair elastic. And this is literally my favorite hair elastic company. And I will go from pharmacy to pharmacy to get this exact brand because it doesn't like tug on my hair. And I bet these people are very rich if I will spend time every six months when I have broken all of them. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's such a good point because I never thought of it that way. Okay, so now I have not hard questions. So do you do things outside of InfoSec, outside of your job that you want to share? And if so, what? Do you have like a fun hobby? Uh, yes, I have weird hobbies. I'm a student pilot. I've been learning flying, single engine plane, small, you know, Cessna, a uh, little bit, you know, I, I say it, you know, you don't have to trust me on this. People say, whoever fly that there are more accident happens on the car, not by flight, right? Not by single engine plane. You might disagree with that, but once you start flying, these are the kind of statements that you're going to start making just to satisfy you. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's also way less airplanes in the sky and therefore the idea of one airplane touching another airplane is so much more rare. There are both accidents on the car, on the roads. So you need to justify it. So initially it was very scary, but I enjoy it. After now I got busy and uh, you know my wife and kid, they lay down on the road, they hide my bag and headphone, they don't let me go because, uh, you know, even though you convince them there are, you know, I can die while driving the car. <laughs> Next weird hobby, which I plan after cloud defense, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to learn helicopter, just a little harder. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's so cool. My my uncle used to work for, he's a programmer, and he used to work for Defense for Canada, and he designed a whole bunch of their helicopter simulator software. You should totally check it out because it is hard. He's like, I still can't fly a helicopter after all this time. It's hard. It's hard. But, you know, <laughs> I want to someday. <laughs> but isn't that the thing that makes it desirable is that it's difficult, right? It is. Yeah. So initially it is difficult. You know, you there's nothing. It's kind of tin, you know, like just a tin box that you are flying in. But once you are up in the air, you feel so liberated. You can go this way, that way. You can go to Canada. You can go to me. It takes time. It's not, you know, your Airbus or, you know, Boeing. It it just goes 100 miles per hour. <laughs> and it's like starting a lawnmower. If you have ever started a lawnmower, you just pump it up, try it, and it will start. But once you are in the sky, right, the experience, you can go around. There is no one around, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever gone skydiving? I guess it's uh, sort of the opposite of becoming a pilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's a little bit of positive. So yeah, I have avoided that, but yeah. I did it and I, I hated it. Like I absolutely was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> and I know people are supposed to be like, it was so awesome. I was like, oh my God, when will this awfulness be over? <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit of paradox. I'm afraid of heights, but you know, I still, you know, once you are up in the sky, you get a hang of single engine plane. Then, even though you, unless you look at, you know, really out of your window, it feels like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I wonder if the reason why you're interested in flying and then trying a helicopter is the same reason that you're interested in starting companies and being a founder because you want to have this big, huge challenge yeah. and go chase it. Yeah, I don't know, I means uh, I just like it. Maybe I have, you know, some wiring confusion here. Some wiring is wrong in my brain. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's so cool. I really do. I think it's super cool. Okay, so the last question for you is, if someone wants to know more about you or about cloud defense, how can mm -hmm. they follow you or find out more? Yeah, just you can tweet it, you can reach out to Tanya, or you can hit our website, or you can email me at abansal at clouddefense or AI. There are many ways, you know, <laughs> yeah, Twitter, <laughs> phone, I have my phone. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> don't give out your phone number, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen too many people be like, yeah, I'm going to give out my phone. No, don't do it. You'll be part of 50,000 WhatsApp groups before you know it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. WhatsApp groups with like more than three people? No. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being on my show, Anshu. This has been so awesome. I really, I love that I got to quiz you with questions and that you got to share it with the audience. We already have six thumbs up, so people were watching. And if you are watching and you missed it, click the thumbs up if you liked it and subscribe and then go visit clouddefense.ai and then immediately after go visit Threadfix, our sponsor and denim group who make Threadfix. So that's even better. Um, and then visit wehackpurple.com and sign up for all of our courses. Yeah, look at me at marketing, yes. Um, yes. But with that, I'm going to say goodbye to you Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And I'm going to do the wrap up and credits that I always do. Thank yeah, you, Andrew. Thanks, Sonia, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye.
So everyone, that was, wait, 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 here's this, there we go. That was Anshu Banzao from Cloud Defense and an excellent, excellent episode where I felt he just shared so many good secrets about how you can build up yourself until you're a founder. I really felt like he shared a lot of really good details and also just like personal intimate stories that help you become a part of InfoSec. That is the purpose of this podcast is that we want more people in information security, including you, dear listener. If you are listening right now, I'm not kidding. I wish that you were a part of InfoSec if you aren't already. There are so many unfilled spots of various jobs all around the world, and we need you. And that's why we started this podcast, so that you could learn about what it's like to do all the different jobs. Um, I want to thank my friends at Cloud Defense for being on the show. I want to thank Threadfix, and I want to thank the amazing team that I have at WeHack Purple. I can't tell you what it's like to have the backing of a super duper awesome, amazing team. It is a pleasure. It makes me look amazing and smart all the time because I have five individuals helping me look that way. So thank you to my team. And with that, I'm Tanya Jenka, the host of the We Hack Purple podcast, and I will see you next week where we have, let me look at our amazing guest list. We have, oh my gosh, I totally memorized this before I came on and then now I forget and it's embarrassing. And I have it open in like four different windows. There we go. Next week we have on Tyrone Wilson, who is also going to talk to us about being a cybersecurity champion um, and president of a cybersecurity company. They do consulting, and I'm very interested in learning more about that. And the following week, we have Krim we have Kim Crawley, and she is a cybersecurity researcher and writer, and she's going to tell us all about that. The following week, November 19th, we're going to have Shira Shamban of Solutu of Solvo, sorry, of Solvo, and she's going to tell us all about what's like to found a technical company and what it's like um, from the other side of the ocean. So she's in Israel and there's a lot of things that are quite different there. Following that, we're gonna have Tutsa Haizani, which I know I'm saying wrong, but she is a security engineer and she's totally awesome. I worked with her at Microsoft and I'm super excited to have her on the show, not only so we can hang out, but also that you can learn from her. And with that, I am out. I am Tanya Jenka. This is We Hack Purple podcast. Thank you for listening.